This is Brian Finale, and you're listening to the My Lead System Pro Podcast. The podcast for entrepreneurs who want to grow, get better, and rewire your mind for success so you can build the business of your dreams. And now, it's time to dig deep with an MLSP industry top earner. Let's rock. Welcome to another episode of the Miley System Pro Wake Up Call Podcast. We have another amazing leader with us today. Valerie Walton is completely free, y'all. Free. I mean, she's, she's at home, man. She's at home. You know, she's got that business. You know, she's still growing. She's still learning. She's still building uh, as we all are, right? But she's at home, man. And she's got some multiple revenue streams coming in. And she's, you know, that, that, that's cool. That's cool. A few years ago, she had no idea what internet marketing was, what network marketing, direct sales was. I mean, she was a business owner, don't get me wrong. She was in the salon business and working long hours and money was extremely tight and she had a young family, single mom at home, and she decided she wanted something more and she got to work. And today, you know, she's a top affiliate here. She's a trainer here. She does every Monday. She shows up for you and our community here inside of MSP. And she's just, a, you know, a testament to what's possible, someone who saw on opening and did the work, you know. And what I think is the coolest part is that her kids are like now business owners themselves. They've got clients. They've got YouTube channels. They're they're doing the thing, and that's all because of mom, you know, because she she paved the new path, and that's that's pretty cool. So Valerie Walton, leader inside of MLSP, trainer at Level One Coaches, host of our new member orientation calls. Good morning, welcome to Wake Up Call, my friend. Good morning, Brian. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. It's um it's <laughs> it's so funny to hear you um share my story because I remember saying to myself, I don't have a story. <laughs> Too funny. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let me jump in. We all this. think that. We all think that. And then when you hear it, right. it's like, wow, that's you know. Yeah. And well, what's cool and, and real quick about, on that. Yeah. It's just real yeah. quick on that. And and but you know we can say guys here's the here's the piece you know Val has the she's got results now right so we think that that that's the story none of what I like said right I guess I did I did say she was free and she's at home she's got this business going on but yeah, I mean she still has a story she's going she can still share that she was in a salon you know a business working her tail off not much mm-hmm. money coming in and she was missing her kids and she saw an opening and got to work and now there's hope. That that's her story. Like she will now connect with people I will never reach. It has nothing to do about the money. And 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 you're right about people, all myself included. You don't even know. We think we need to have X, Y, Z, or we need to you know overcome cancer, which would be amazing, or or, or do all these crazy things. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. And you've got to. Everyone has a beautiful story. Anyway, I digress. My friend, yeah. I'm going to toss it over <laughs> to you. Good morning. <laughs> so cool. And the kids say hi. They're still in L.A. I don't even know if they want to come back. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. But, yeah, you know, you guys, Brian is right. Your your story doesn't start when you get results. Your story starts with a decision, honestly. Um, and I made a decision to change my life around, even though everybody, everybody thought I was crazy. I mean, there I was with, like, a really great, um, really great career as a hairstylist. One thing that's very important to me is having um, a reputation, having a good reputation with some integrity and transparency. That's been important to me my whole life, you know. And I'm going to actually touch on that. Um, You know, we're talking about approval. 
today, the approval. Oh, what is that? So I'm going to get into it. Um, and since I did mention my kids, this is actually inspired by them. With them being out in L.A., my, my daughter's out there making some new connections for her acting career as well as still operating her YouTube channel, which is, like, blowing up. And my son is out there um, just really getting a feel for the city and deciding if he wants to take his gaming and graphic design out there. Um, and if so, we're going to make the move, I guess. <laughs> so anyway, um, I wanted to actually grab something that I learned from my daughter. There's a TV show that the kids used to watch. I call them kids. They're not really kids anymore. My daughter's 21. My son is 17 and will be 18 in, in some months. So I guess they're not so little, but um, there's a show I used to sit down and watch with them, several shows, but this is one in particular. It used to come on Nickelodeon, and it was called Victorious. Has anybody ever heard of that show or watched that show? Maybe you've got a, a niece or nephew or a child of your own or a grandchild or something. Let's watch the show. Well, if you haven't, I'll give you a quick rundown. Show's about this um, this kid. She's trying to get into a performing arts high school, and um, her sister. Well, actually, it was her sister who wanted to get into the performing arts high school so bad, and yet her sister has no talent. <laughs> no talent, but she really believes she does. She thinks she's like the best actress who has ever existed on this planet. Therefore, she deserves. She is entitled to get into the school. Well, the sister doesn't get into the school, okay? The main character does. And so, and she got in kind of by what would seemingly be happenstance, right? Um, they had one more spot available. She said, I can't get in without my sister. So both of them end up going in there. Now they're going to this performing arts school. So anyway, there's this one episode called The Bird Scene. And I believe I've talked about this a couple years back, but I want to bring it up again and go a little deeper with it. So anyway, in this bird scene, uh, the main character, Tori, wants to start auditioning for some plays that the school is going to hold. However, she is told by one of the teachers there that she cannot perform in any, um, any plays until she passes uh, until she uh, does the bird scene first. She's got to audition with that first. So the bird scene is this monologue that she's got to go and perform. And if she passes, great. Now she can, you know, go and do performances representing the school. So I actually found the bird scene because this is a very interesting thing that she had to do, right? As an actor, all she's given is a script, words on paper, and she's got to figure out how she's going to make these words come to life. My daughter knows this all too well, okay? So I was sitting there, and I watched the show. And by the end of the show, I thought, my God, my God. As I was learning and growing inside of network marketing and home business, I realized the same thing applies to us, okay? But I'm getting a little ahead of myself. I'm actually going to go back. And I'm going, to tell, I'm, going to, I'm going to read off to you what the uh, monologue was because I found it, okay? So they're supposed to do this in a southern accent. So Tori gets up, right? She has to do this in front of her class, in front of her peers. She gets up. She gets on the stage. 
And she says, it was 1934 when my husband left me alone. Living on the prairie was a dreary existence. No telephone, no radio. Only a large, majestic bird with whom I shared my feelings. One day, when I was feeling alone, I said to him, Oh, bird, you can fly. You can soar miles from this lonely place, yet you stay. Why? And apparently my question rang true. For that afternoon, my bird left, and so went my spirit. That's her monologue. So she gave it the first time with a little slight southern accent, right? When she's done, she stands there. Everybody in the class is just sitting there staring at her, staring at them, staring at her. (laughs) The teacher is just standing there. And she says, well, and the teacher says, well, what? And she says, well, how did I do? And he said, well, what do you mean by that? And she said, well, you know, how did I do? Was it good enough? Did, did, you know, and he's like, uh, what do you mean, <laughs> right? And she's like, you know, was it good? Did you like it? Did I, you know, he said, oh, it was great. She said, did I pass? He said, no. Crap. She still can't go out here and do her dream of auditioning for these plays. Why not? So she's got to come back and do it again. She's got to keep doing it until she passes. She comes back a second time. She does it with a heavier accent. And this time she brings props. She's got a toy bird tied on a rope to make it look like she's got a bird there with her. And at the point that she says, you know, for that afternoon my bird left, she cuts the the um she cuts the bird off the string and throws it out the window to mock it flying away, right? And she when she's done, she stands there, everybody's looking at her, she's looking at them, looking at her. The teacher's just standing there. She's like, well, how about this time? And he says, what do you mean? And she says, was it good enough? Was it good? Did I pass? He said, did you pass? No. She said, okay, I'm going to do it this time. My third and final attempt, this is it. I'm going to do it. She goes back. This time she's got a heavier accent. She's got a costume on. Right, one of those old prairie costumes with an apron. She's got her little glasses on, hair pulled back in a bun, looking like um, what's her name from Beverly Hillbillies, the grandmother. What's her name? Mm, can't think of it right now. Anyway, so she comes back like that, and this time she gets a real bird that she has trained to fly into the window when she mentions the bird, the large majestic bird, and then trains it to fly away when she says, that afternoon my bird left, right? Very impressive. Every time she did it was impressive, right? But this time, this third time, she says, okay, all right, now listen. Look at all I did, right? Because everybody's still just sitting there looking at her. <laughs> nobody's clapping. No, Like, nobody's doing anything. They're like just mannequins there. And she's like, okay. Come on, this time I had to have done well. Come on, come on, tell me how I did. And the teacher's like, well, and she says, listen, you know what? I don't care what you think. I know I did a good job. I know 
that this was amazing. And the teacher says to her, congratulations, you passed. Interesting. Oh, there's actually one part I forgot about. After she did it the second time and she didn't pass and she's trying to figure out what else can I do, how can I spice it up, how can I impress people, how can I make sure that this gets approved by my teacher, what do I do? She went as far as even um, trying to bribe some of her friends into telling her what's the secret, what is the secret to the bird scene. She went and flirted with one of her friends. She went and handcuffed another friend. (laughs) She really wanted to know this secret. But that third time that she went back and she did it, she finally figured out what the secret was. Because, see, the secret was to believe in your own choice as an actor. So now I want to put that on you, right? Because I hear this a lot. And I, I think I attempted to do this myself once early on, and uh, Brian didn't let me get away with it. <laughs> I think I went up to Brian one day and was like, hey, what do you think of this post I did? And he's like, what do you think about it? <laughs> and that is so liberating because a lot of times we're, you know, trying to model after some people that we respect and admire in the industry. There's nothing wrong with that, nothing wrong with respecting and admiring folks, right? But we cannot place our value in their hands. And I've gotten this question before, of course. I'm quite sure tons of folks have gotten it, not just me. But I've gotten that question before. I've had coaching clients. um, I've had uh, people on my team. I've had folks come up to me and say, Val, what do you think about what I just did? And I'll ask them the same question. What do you mean by that? What do I think? Okay? Because it's one thing to go to your coach or go to a leader to ask them about, you know, the strategy, right, the technique. But it's another thing to go to them to ask for their approval. Here's one of the reasons why you, you don't want to do it. Um, even if you're, you're – you don't realize that it's really more important for you to believe in your own choices. But one of the reasons is, you know, if you are trying to create content and attract your target audience and I'm not in your target audience, what the hell does it matter what my opinion of it is, right? My personal opinion, that is. Now, when it comes to my professional opinion, the only thing that I feel right commenting on, right, or critiquing, would be the technique, right? Just making sure you're not spamming folks, making sure you've got, you know, a good copy, stuff like that. But whether or not I approve, that's not my place. And I do not want you to feel like you don't have enough value or you shouldn't believe enough in your own self and your own gut instinct to get out here and start putting out your content and start talking to the people I don't want you to feel like you have to keep questioning your gut, that you have to keep questioning your own creativity, that you have to keep questioning your own authenticity, that you have to keep, you know, questioning how you express yourself. Because, see, what if, what if you created some amazing content that you are super proud of And you come to me and you say, what do you think? Do you approve of this? And I say, no, I don't like it. Not my cup of tea. 
Now what are you going to do? You going to take it down? Because I said I don't. <laughs> you get what I mean? When you're here inside of MLSP, it doesn't say creating followers, creating tomorrow's followers today. It's creating tomorrow's leaders today. It's up to you to lead. It's up to you to take the initiative. It's up to you to get creative. It's up to you to write the copy. It's up to you to put out that content. It's up to you to go deliver a message to your target audience. Right? And so when you do it, if you don't have the confidence in what you put out, if you don't have the confidence in your message, if you don't have the confidence in your own leadership, why would you expect anybody else to have any confidence in your leadership and start to follow you? If you don't feel good about where you are right now, because you're too busy comparing it to where other people who are five years ahead of you are. Why? Look at how far you've come. Look at how much you've grown, how much you've learned. Look at how much better you are. We talk about that all the time, getting better and better. You are better today than you were before. Take pride in that. And you do the absolute best you can today. But what's the best, though? That depends on what you believe is the best for you. Right? You have to have some confidence in what you're doing. Here's another example. I saw this, um, I think it was a talk show. I saw this talk show where there were teens who um, had uh, uh, low self-esteem, body dysmorphia, things like that. And this one teenage girl stood up, and she was talking about how, you know, she thinks she's really ugly, she, she does self-harm, um, and she's only 15 years old. So she's standing there, and she's sharing that story. And I'm looking at her. And I'm thinking to myself, this is a beautiful young lady. But she doesn't believe she's beautiful. And even with people in the audience standing up and saying, I don't know what you see in the mirror, but I think you're, you're so beautiful. Why would you want to hurt yourself? Why do you believe that you're not beautiful? And I'm bringing up this point to say, I'm, I'm bringing up this example to deliver this point. Even when somebody does, approve, quote unquote, if you don't approve of it, you're not going to believe anything anybody else has to say about it anyway, right? Same with this little girl. If she doesn't believe she's pretty, it's not going to matter how many people tell her that it is that she is pretty. It's not going to matter. She's still going to keep cutting herself. She's still going to keep looking at something hideous in the mirror when we don't see it. So I want you to start to shift your perspective Right? I want you to start believing in you. I want you to have confidence in the fact that if you're following what we're teaching here inside of MLSP, that you can trust your actions. You can trust your creativity. Right? You don't have to keep coming back. Hey, do you like this? Hey, how's this look? Hey, is this good enough? We're leaders. We don't sit here in judgment of you, right? We're leaders. We're coaches. We're not here to judge you or to approve or, or 
disapprove of what you're doing. We're just simply here as a guide. We're just shining a light on the path so you can take the next step and the next step. But how you take the step, we're not going to judge that, right? Was your step a little wobbly? Okay. But did you take the step? Because the more steps you take, the straighter the path is going to be for you, right? The straighter uh, and the more solid your steps are going to become. So I wanted to leave you with that today, and I want to encourage you to pause for a moment. Before you go send that leader or that coach that message, read the message back to yourself. Are you asking them for their opinion on the technique? Are you asking them for approval? Because the only person's approval that matters, the approval that matters, is yours. And you have so much value. Oh, you're so worthy of getting out here just like the rest of us and creating your story as well. Okay? So now let's head on over to MLSP fanpage.com. I'm going to be on there quick today, okay? I'm going to be on in like 10 seconds, so you're going to have to hurry up and get over there. But once again, that's mlspfanpage.com. It will take you to MLSP's, well, fan page over on Facebook. You'll see me there live streaming. Click on the video, click on the live stream, and let's chat. I want you to share with me what your biggest takeaway is about that. Share with me whether or not you've seen that episode. If you haven't, go look it up on YouTube. You'll see what I'm talking about because you got to watch the show. I, I kind of butchered it. <laughs> but share with me your takeaways and also any questions that you may have over there at MLSPFanPage.com. See you there. You have been listening to the My Lead System Pro Podcast with Brian Finale and the MLSP leaders. To learn how MLSP can help you get more leads and make more money in your business starting today, visit www.MLSP.com and take your risk-free test drive. MLSP.com. That's MLSP.com, creating tomorrow's leaders today.